Good morning and welcome to Thursday morning, March the 11th in 2021 on When I Rise. We're currently in year B of the this thing called the Revised Common Lectionary, which is a way in which the church reads and discerns and acts out their story that comes from the Bible. And there's three cycles, year A, year B, year C. And so we're in year B, the middle child of the Revised Common Lectionary. Whoop, whoop to all the middle kids out there. Uh, we are in the fourth Sunday in a season called Lent. Lent means 40, which is 40 days of lowliness and repentance, preparing us to prepare for the crucifixion of Jesus on Good Friday and then Resurrection Sunday on Easter. And so we're like the fourth, this Sunday will be the fourth Sunday of that season. And on Thursdays of the week on this podcast, we like to take a look at the New Testament passage of the week. So we're going to be the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. So I'm going to read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, then we'll spend our time praying along this theme. Thanks for making this part of your morning on Winter Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And although you were dead in your offenses and sins, in which, you were for, in which you formerly lived according to this world's present path, according to the ruler of the dominion of the air, the ruler of the spirit that is now energizing the sons of disobedience, uh, among whom all of us also formerly lived out of our lives and the cravings of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest." But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us, even though we were dead in our offenses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you are saved. And raised us up together with him and seated us together with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus to demonstrate in the coming ages the surpassing wealth of his grace but in kindness, to, in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. It is not from works so that no one can boast, for we are his creative work, having been created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand so we can do them. This is the word of God for us. One of my favorite tropes in movies is when some character that initially starts out in a you know pretty crummy place you know like they have a terrible attitude or they pick on the vulnerable or they're so self-absorbed and narcissistic they had this growth and transformation over the course of the plot and they land at the end of the movie with a more generous and benevolent and open mind and willing to help others i think about that for instance like the kid have you ever seen the film uh radio with you know and there's this kid who's a vulnerable kid in the community and the football coach of the small town includes him into uh, their team and at first like the you know the star football player is totally against it and probably picked on radio throughout the years and at the end uh, hands radio a letter jacket and it was this great posture of inclusion right and so we it's a heartwarming notion because uh, all the pressure uh, to resist this kid and whatever is completely put to the side in order to embrace him and to include him I see this from time to time on Instagram I'm scrolling scrolling around and there's a kid at school who's obviously in poverty and his shoes are a mess like they're like being held together by duct tape and kids in the basketball team who 
we would just would expect if we went to schools, like if you've been around kids, like they just would gang up and pick on this kid and make fun of his clothes and of his shoes. Instead, they like bring him a pair of sneakers and uh, they outfit him with uh, better clothes. I think there's something great about that because, and it seems it's, it highlights a great spiritual truth that once it dawns upon us that we've been given much, we will in return love much. Like there's something that empowers us. Uh, and grace is what we would call that in the Christian framework. Uh, we see this in a different place in Titus chapter 2. We've talked about it before on the podcast, Titus 2, 11 through 14, where grace has appeared and it has brought salvation to all people, but it also teaches us. It empowers us. Grace is not just a, a gift uh, to be completely enjoyed myself, but it, it draws a response. Just like any gift out there, any, when a gift is given... Usually a response, a reciprocation happens. And we see that in Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians highlights where all of us were. We were dead in our sins and our offenses before God. Uh, verse 4 says that we were children of wrath. Like we were, God was stirring up wrath because of the things that we were doing. We were wrecking his world. We were wrecking lives around us. And so as the one just God, he, he should actually step in and uh, he he has to make he has to like make sense of it all. He has to work it out. He has to make sure that those uh, who've been damaged by his image-bearing creatures are saved and rescued, and that those who are committing injustices are dealt with. But it doesn't stop there. I just love this. But God, right? Verse four, and I love this. There's a, that's a language you hear in some churches, you know, the but God language, uh, where you know nothing would have happened. Uh, we were down on our luck. We were out of money. But God stepped in, and I was addicted, and I had ruined my uh, family's finances. But God stepped in, and He rescued, and He saved us, and He put our lives back together. This is where grace enters in. Verse 5 says, by grace you have been saved. Verse Again in verse 8, by grace you have been saved through faith. So it's worth repeating. But notice there seems to be an incomplete thought in a lot of Christian people's minds that grace is like grace versus works. Like grace good, works bad. But you notice that Paul doesn't let us off the hook in Ephesians chapter 2. Because grace is a gift and it causes a response, a reciprocation, right? So works are not something that we can't use to boast. And there's a longer theological conversation there. Let's just leave it to the side. But notice that he actually uses works for good things, that uh, works gets reanimated in the Christian life. Verse 10, for we are God's work, having been created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So works is mentioned three to four times here. It's mentioned in a negative if we want to somehow say that my works make me privileged in God's eyes. Okay, However, human beings are God's work. And we've been created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And so works are the in the wake of us understanding the great grace that has been given to us. And so I just love what Dallas Willard says, something that I have thought about again and again, which is grace is not opposed to... Uh, to effort it's opposed to earning and I want us to think about that as we think about our own lives has the grace of God so worked in our lives that we are different people like are we are, do we treat people differently do we spend our money differently uh, how do we look at the, who are, who is is and is not an enemy in the world around us uh, do we hold a grudge do we seek revenge do we act out in anger irresponsibly uh, do we are, are we prone to rage you know do we seek 
you know, vengeance, all those things. If those things are beginning to lessen a grip on our life, we know that it's because grace is so radically working in our lives. And so my prayer for us this morning is going to be this. Understand the depth of grace that we've been given and then choose to reciprocate because of God's good gift that he's given us. And the world will certainly bloom with good things. It'll, as one author says, plot. We can then plot goodness in the world around us because of all that we've been forgiven and all that we have been given by this benevolent and loving God. So let me pray for us that we would excel in the effort of grace, knowing that we have been forgiven much. Therefore, we will turn around and love much. Let's spend some time praying this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we confess you as the gracious God, the one who is merciful and kind. You are also just, and you do fix the world around us, this world that you love, by looking at what is unjustly done to others and wanting to fix it. We thank you that you're going to bring this whole world to right, that your word says that you're putting us and all things back together, and that creation is groaning as we are groaning uh, for you to reveal all that you want to do in the world around us. And we thank you that that's redemptive in its shape, that you take people who are your enemies and you make them your friends and family members and then you send us back out into your world so that we can be your image bearers creating good news in the world around us god we confess to you that sometimes we seek all the benefits of your gift towards us and at times we don't reciprocate by being gracious people we want to absorb grace but often we don't uh, bounce grace back into the world around us so god forgive us forgive us for not being so gracious but I thank you that the work you started in us, you're going to carry to its completion. And so you're not done with us yet. And so that fills my heart with optimism for my life and for my friends around me. That you're going to continue to work until the work's all the way done. And so God, I pray that you give us a fresh vision of grace today. And I pray that it would cause us to, I don't know, spend that grace on others. And that we would be as patient as to others as you are to us. And that we'd be forgiven to others as you have been to us so that uh, people would see evidence in the blooming of good news in the world around us. So God, help us today. Bless our plans to plot goodness. And I pray that it would yield great fruit in the world around us. Ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.